Yo, what's up? Welcome to Minorities. Here we go. Thank you for joining us on the Minorities Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm here with my two best friends from high school. There is... Logan, it's your boy. That me. And me, Dario, here to stir the pot and sip the tea. Hey everybody, thanks for coming back to the Minorities. Um, on today's episode, we actually have a guest star. It's my boyfriend. You want to say hi? Hello, my name is Jack. <laughs> um, today, Jack and Darielle are going to go on a huge rant about um, growing up. Yeah, growing up, you know, young, like being on your own and having to support yourself as a teenager you know, mainly from the age. I know a lot of my friends who have had to support themselves from 16, but I only had to when I was 18. You know, I was lucky. Yeah, I agree with that. That's pretty much what it's going to be about, just, like, learning to fend for yourself, essentially. Mm-hmm. And everyone has different stories on how they had to start fending for themselves. Like, some exactly. people are eased into it. Some people are just, like, fucking yeah. out there, man. It's like, bye, bitch. It's your turn. <laughs> Like, hopefully you can fly, otherwise you're going to split. Good luck. Can I cuss? Yes, you can cuss. <laughs> I kind of forgot for a second, too. I, I, I was like, shit. Babe, are you actually okay with Burger King? I'm sorry. I just have to ask you. <laughs> you got to cut that one out. <laughs> Scratch. Scrap the whole fucking recording. Scrap Why? it. No, it was good. <laughs> no, I think we were doing good. Kidding. Shut the fuck up. Burger King. Burger King is, is sponsoring this episode. Just oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. That would be cool as shit. The only thing that's good on their menu is the Whopper, and I'll fight anybody. Like, the chicken fries are gross. They're, like, no. Oh, yeah. The chicken fries are fucking nasty. What is that? Mm-mm. I like their, their no, double cheeseburgers are, are my shit. Mm. Their double cheeseburgers and their fries I really like. Their onion rings, oh. for some reason, are so good. I don't know. Okay. Heard. I've never tried them, honestly. Do it. You won't regret yeah. it. Oh my god, is this a like orange that. slice? What the hell? <gasps> that was crunchy as fuck. Where did that even come from? <laughs> Alright. Let's jump right into this shit. Okay. So, I feel like the term... In this case, growing up means, as in, you're out of childhood, in high school, like, graduated, okay? This is what we are talking about by when we mean growing yeah, up. Yeah, after high school, yeah. Yeah. So you're all grown, your parents raised you, you're on your own now. Depending on where that start is, is different for everybody, obviously. Yeah. Definitely, so, we should start from, like, moving out of our parents' house. Like, how that scenario started and ended. Yeah. So okay. do one of you want to like describe how that went for you first? Like just describe what happened? Me? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I felt like mine was definitely a little more or less messy, more or less messy than a lot of other people's experiences would have been, I guess. Um, I met my ex uh, when I was like 18 years old and she lived in 
little tin with me at the time. She literally lived in the apartment behind me. Uh, my parents were planning to move to Ohio because my mom got a job offer. Um, she works for Ikea. And the only way to move up in the business basically is to uh, transfer states, uh, move to a new store. So my mom had decided to move the family to Ohio, but I had chose to stay because Ohio sounds boring. <laughs> so I honestly just made the decision myself. Like my mom obviously wasn't for it. <laughs> Neither of my parents were like, you're not just going to stay with your girlfriend that you just met. Like, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just, I mean, it just came the day where they had to move and all their stuff was packed and mine wasn't. And they were just like, okay. And I mean, we hugged, we said goodbye. And I moved in at least uh, for temporarily, I moved in with my ex's parents um, for a few months until we could save up to and move to our own place to go to Grand Junction. So that's mm -hmm. at least how it all started, like, you know, straight out of high school. Um, mm -hmm. I dropped out. So, you know, supporting myself started, I guess, a little earlier than most people, but I wasn't paying bills and stuff like that. Definitely. When I was 16 and I got my first job, my parents were still supporting me. It wasn't until I was 18 that I was like investing my money into like actually, you know, myself it, and yeah. my adulthood. Yeah. Surviving. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, um, mine was much different, obviously, because everybody's different. Um, mine started, I didn't technically move out of my uh, mom's house until I think I was 19 or closer to 19 or 20, I think. And, uh, <clears throat> really really long story short me and my mom had a falling out and essentially some words were exchanged and she said come get your stuff or it's going to goodwill and i was like okay that's great awesome i'm coming, coming. Yeah. <laughs> on my way so i went to get it and that's pretty much the day that i moved out because like I, it, and it was all because I lost my scholarship to college, which I'll yes. go into my college stuff a little bit later. But yeah, it was it was a little messy. I'd a say. little roller coaster, <laughs> you know, up and down. A roller coaster, you know, you got some yeah. dirt on your shoes. You got some prepare you for adulthood. On your you pants, know, you know. Like... <laughs> it's cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, how was your experience leaving the nest? So I feel like I may have gotten it a lot better than you two when it comes to moving out. Um, so I wanted to move out way before I turned 18, but both of my parents were like, absolutely not. Like, you will, you will live at home until you're 18. Um, and I was like, okay. So, I mean, pretty much the year leading up to being 18 i was never at home i was always spending the night at friend's house but when i did turn 18 it didn't even take a full month for me to pack all my stuff up and then move into my cousin's house and uh like i said it was like my parents helped me move all my stuff it was it was super easy definitely not nearly as messy um 
but it was it was good like my parents and i still had like a super good relationship after that but it was nice to have like my freedom for the first time you know like Absolutely. being able to do whatever i wanted for the first time ever yeah, like that, it's just yeah. and you know i had to pay rent but that made me i don't know it kind of having a little bit more responsibility kind of gave me like a bit of a buzz too like yeah. oh my god i'm kind of an adult right yeah. now what's happening that's kind of what i was like obsessed with with like my whole scenario mm -hmm. you know it was just because i felt like so in control you know like yeah i felt like i had my parents right one finger i was like i'm 18 like what are you gonna like because my mom was like you're not you think i'm gonna let you stay with some random girl that you've been with for six months i'm like oh i don't think i know you know it totally gives you that it's like yeah i'm an adult now it's like yeah. I it's my decision that's the power, man. They don't yeah. realize the power. Absolutely. And also knowing as soon as you turn 18, because as you said, like in, you know, I definitely didn't add that in, but it was so smart that you did, you know, like as a teenager, all you want is to just get out. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like you meet these people who like they're well established as a teenager. They have apartments and stuff like that, you know, in certain circumstances and scenarios. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, I could have this. Like, why can't I just freaking have this right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a job. I like, I could pay for this. Like, why? And it's all just the scenario that like, you're not old enough yet. Like, mm -hmm. you're still legally like trapped to your parents. Yeah. You know, but knowing as soon as you turn 18, you're like, okay, I'm out. Like, I'm ready to yep. get my own place. I don't think it never even, I never even really thought about leaving my house when I was 18. Really? I was, 18, I was no, still a baby. Well, I mean, obviously, like, I wanted to leave. <laughs> Realistically, for me, it just wasn't an option because I was only working part-time jobs. I was only ever yeah. allowed to work part-time jobs. So it was one of those rules where it was, you're under my roof, you follow my rules. Yeah. She didn't want me going to work full-time because she didn't want me jeopardizing my schooling. Absolutely. High school or college. Yeah. To be Which fair, I, yeah, you were going to school. But when I'm in college, not so much. Absolutely. See, and that's, and I feel like that's definitely also where I was lucky because I dropped out of high school. So I had a lot of time to like save up. And also, like, I had the time to work full time before all this happened. So I kind of had more of like an experience of what it was going to be like on my own. Right. Yeah. Well, so since you brought it up a little bit, let's talk about what it was like for you to go to college, homegirl, do you know? Yeah. Moving into the dorms. That's a stage of life. Something that neither of us, me nor Chris, have had to experience because college life was not for us. Not for me, not no honey. College was? Not yet, at least. I still, you know, beauty school is still on the table, but definitely in the future, not I anytime soon. Yeah. I want to... You go to beauty school, I'll go to business school so that you can learn the ropes of the beauty and I can learn the ropes of making us our salon. That sounds because like a plan. What... <laughs> or my makeup store that I brought up the other day, because mm -hmm. I posted that on my story. Do you know how many girls stood up and said that that was a good idea? Mm -hmm. did, you hear my, did you hear my idea? No, I don't think so. So I have this makeup store idea. So I hate going to Alta and like Sephora. I hate going there because it's very overwhelming. You go there and everything is divided up into brand. It's like Anastasia, Fenty, 
you color pop like you really everything have to is, know what you're doing when you go in there it feels like well and and not just that is they know that since they do that you know when you go to get a foundation from anastasia you're not just looking at the foundation you're looking at anastasia's new eyeshadow palettes anastasia's new dip brow anastasia's new blush anastasia's new highlight like you're you're overwhelmed by all this new and they know that it's going to get you to buy more from that product regardless of how much you have like it is just they know that but i'm thinking like what about the business who doesn't want to do it for profit who genuinely wants to help people like think of it if we could have it like not by brand but like by like products so like we have a wall of foundations a wall of concealers we have a wall of like eyeshadow palettes and how it's set up is like you know by each category it's like okay these these foundations would be good for normal skin this would be good for oily for dry you know like for combination yeah. and then like have like obviously a display of the foundation that you can test and also like a description of what it's for and what like what types of skin types it's for that's what the makeup and companies the really are missing really yes because there's some people that genuinely so just better. don't understand it but they like want to try but it's so yes. Yes, exactly. And it's scary because all brands are so different. And there are brands out there who really just, you know, there are brands out there who are still owned by fucking Maybelline. You know, like just because it's called called NARS doesn't mean that NARS isn't owned by CoverGirl and mm -hmm. is the same exact liquid foundation that you could go buy at Walmart for $7. It's just in a $20 bottle. Right. So yeah. they up price it for 50 bucks. And Jack was actually saying earlier today when we went to the makeup store that um, he like he brought up that like if you if you are new to makeup and you're not really sure what you want and you haven't really done a whole bunch of research, then the employees of the makeup stores like make commission on certain products so they can totally manipulate you into they do. No, yeah, they, they don't can. They do. It is their job to No. And that's why so many girls, like you see those videos on YouTube where like why I quit Sephora, why I quit Ulta, or like the truth about Ulta, the truth about Sephora. Mm -hmm. It's because you go in there and those girls, they, okay, everybody's like, oh, the girls were so short with me. They're so snippy. They're so bitchy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because they're being forced to sell product to you that they do not recommend, period. Yeah, that's but if they don't recommend those products, they will lose their job, period. And they won't get to work with makeup anymore. So yeah, those girls... I feel like shit because even if you go and ask them like, oh, hi, I need a hot pink lipstick. It's like, okay, let me go. Let me think. So then they have to think in their brain in the email, what this month, what pink lipstick or like what lipstick brand do I need to be selling them? Oh, Tarte. Okay. Tarte is like a shit brand, period. Tarte and Too Faced. Don't buy anything from those. Like it's just, it's way overpopulated and like way over brand. They've been bought out and it's just not worth their makeup isn't good anymore. And people keep buying it just because it used to be good and it was owned by a different company. And it's just like, and Sephora employees. So since like companies like Too Faced and Tarte were already sold, they are million and million and billions of dollars of companies. Like their net worth have so much money so they can pay companies like Sephora and like Ulta to be able to sponsor their products the way they do. Whereas, you know, you have brands like Fenty and you have brands like KBD beauty and you have brands like you know even like tatcha and hourglass and all these different kinds of brands that necessarily they don't need to put their money into sponsoring their products because their products are actually good you just have to right, try right. you know what i'm saying like but the, you know you can i can guarantee you that if you go into a makeup store and you ask a girl what fucking foundation to get you're going to go home and you're going to hate it you're going to hate it
I mean, you might, you, uh, you know, I can't say that for everyone. You might go into a makeup store and find something that you're genuinely like obsessed with and that it works specifically for you. But I can guarantee you the girl behind you who has super textured skin and has acne prone skin and all this shit or dry or flaky or whatever, it's not going to work for her, but you're going to sell her the same exact foundation because it makes you money. Mm-hmm. Reach. That's the real tea. Period. That's the minority right there. Oh, well, yeah. So this episode was actually about, like, Sephora and what they do to you to manipulate you into buying makeup. Not about growing up. <laughs> I mean, you know, realizing when you're getting fucked over on your money is also part of growing up. Mm -hmm. Grow up. <laughs> TED Talk. I was going to say, thank you for your TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. College. So college college moving right along the college track right um so going into college was great i was super excited i was really spunky freshman i was very excited because yes, college was a super new experience uh freshman year was actually really really good i ended with a good gpa it was a little rocky there for a minute but school is just hard sometimes mm. so that's just is absolutely what it is. uh and then sophomore year, I'm not quite sure what happened, but I got very sad. One of my best friends moved away, and it was just a really rough time for some reason. I'm not really sure. My brain was just kind of, like, not having it. Yeah. So I got really depressed, and I just, like, stopped going to my classes. Yeah, uh, started spending the night with me. <laughs> yeah, and I started living at Chris's house for a <laughs> That's where my growing up started. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. So, I, I guess I would say college helped me grow up in the aspect of, I started, for example, I had to start paying my own phone bill when I was in college, which was just like my first, it felt like my first real estate it felt like a first real step to adulthood you know yeah absolutely. that's, yeah, that's, phone bill, that's a just... big step man absolutely yeah and my car was in my name at that point and that yes. was a big step for me as well yes. so things were going good okay and then uh yeah and then sophomore year came around i don't know what happened i just got sad i got depressed i didn't want to do anything so i stopped going to my classes i unfortunately lost my scholarship but it happens, you know, yes. things happen, life happens. You have to do what makes you happy. You can't force exactly. yourself to do something. I couldn't stay happy. in school for the sake of my mental health. Of, a, of a scholarship that you'll be able to get again one day. There exactly. Are there are plenty of scholarships the in the world that are available out there. But at the time, you know, you don't see it quite like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I dropped out and... Thankfully, I had a very, very supportive group of friends around me who rallied around and, you know, were like, okay, you're fine. Like, <laughs> you're not going to college right now, so fucking what? Like, right, what's new? Exactly. What's Just next? Come on, move in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think other than, other than the, I guess I just felt lonely in college. I didn't really, it. It was so different from high school. It was kind of a culture shock almost. It went from me seeing the same, I had a class in high school 
and I would see the same people for one class every single day for four years straight, okay? I would see the same faces. I grew up in the same town as everybody from my high school, so obviously. (laughs) But, yeah, dealing with that was quite the transition because you're in college, everyone is more... It's a little more serious, obviously, than high school because you're paying money to go there now. You're paying money yeah. for your education. So everyone was kind of, I don't know. It was just a more adult environment, and I don't think I was quite ready for it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just a, it's super different. But college was fun. I, I had a blast. I joined some clubs. You know, I did a bunch of stuff. I think the only thing that I really struggled with was, like, managing my money because i only was working a part-time job at the time so when you're in college you want to go out and do stuff with your friends you want to go get your nails done you want to you know go to the club and dance with your friends on college nights like all that fun stuff and (laughs) you don't have the money to do anything you're kind of stuck at home doing nothing (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of where i was like i didn't have any to do anything well, girl, it's not much different for the ones who didn't go to college either, so. Yeah. It was a lot. But I think overall, it helped me grow up in the aspect. I learned how semi to manage my money a little bit. College definitely taught me how to manage my time, for sure. I'll tell you what, to this day, I can be driving somewhere. I can be about to complete a task and take, in my head, I'll think, this task will take me about this amount of time. And I'm right on the money every single time. I don't know how I do it, but college just made me. So I I just break it down and I'm like, all right, that'll take like five. You have an analytic brain now, bro. Yeah, bro. Phenomenal. I do that at work all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I plan on going back. Going back is a very big goal of mine because I do want to get a degree, you know. Yeah. Even if yeah. it's just to have it. Because I'm in a company right now that I love and that I could I could excel in this company and stay with it and try and ride it to the top. Or I could go to school and I could try and do something different. Absolutely. And I think it's a really nice position to be in. Being yeah. able to choose, you know. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it almost makes you feel empowered a little bit. Because it didn't really feel like I had an option to go to college when I came right out of high school. I didn't really have a chance to be like, can I take a year off? Because I had the scholarship. So I was just thrown right into it. Yeah, that's and true. And I'm still eight. They are throwing little babies. Listen, I'm only 22, but 18 is a baby, okay? They're throwing these, <laughs> they're throwing these little guppies into a freaking shark tank. Girl, you crazy. <laughs> I, I did not feel like no damn baby at 18. That's for sure. <laughs> I felt real grown up. Well, and like I said, different circumstances. Absolutely. Yes. I grew up very slow. My mom babied me for so long my entire life. Yeah. I lived in Santa until I was like 12. So. I don't remember what age I, I don't know what age that was, but. I think I was like six when my brother told me that Santa's not real. Oh. Oh, see, I didn't have an older sibling to ruin that for me. Oh, also, another thing about college that I kind of have Hmm. an issue with a little bit is it's really hard 
to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life at 18, right? That's, Am I right? Yeah. So when you're in college, they don't suggest that you switch majors often because it kind of alters your entire coursework. Mm-hmm. So I understand why they would want you to pick something right when you go in. But like, think about it. You're 17 to 20 years old. You don't really know what you want to do for the rest of your life yet. Like you want to mm-hmm. dip your toe. You want to try like and see the different things that you like. You don't want to just be like, that's what I did. I thought I wanted to be a teacher my entire life. I started taking all the classes for it. I got two years into my education and then realized I didn't want to be a teacher anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. Like 17, 18 years old, I was like, teacher, that's my track. I'm there. And yep. two and a half years later, I was like, ooh, pass. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I don't have I don't have a whole lot of like real college experience like Darielle, but um so my I took I took a year-long class at the college that allowed me to be uh, vet tech certified for four years. Um, and that was, and after I did that, I like, I liked, I liked getting certified, but I definitely, I feel like I was the, I feel, I feel like if I would have jumped into college, just like you were saying, like at 18, I do not think I would have necessarily been mature enough to uh, do very good in college but anyways uh i ended up like interning at a um a couple vets offices for like six months as well and that's like when i got like actually there i found out i did not want to do that for the rest of my life absolutely not too much death didn't like it um i also enrolled in college right after senior year um and i had all my classes picked out i got my my fucking schedule. I had gotten everything set up. I got a few scholarships too. I didn't get like, I was kind of procrastinating those and I did not get as many as I should have, but <laughs> um, I ended up dropping out a week before I was supposed to show up. So no actual college experience, but almost, almost, I was, I was almost there. It's okay. I Hey, you just you decided before you'd wasted some of your money though. That's what's and honestly, I am so glad I did. So glad. Yeah, I as like I don't know, I guess maybe it's just the high school dropout talking to me. And I feel like that's also probably why I didn't feel like a baby, maybe necessarily at 18 as well. It's just because I knew from a really young age that the modern system of how schooling and teaching was is it just didn't work for me. I was labeled as like special needs so young and it was only because my teachers just didn't have the time with 30 kids in their class to focus on me because of how my brain just functions and develops, you know? Yeah. So school was just never good. I was constantly getting bad grades, um, you know, and I mean, I dropped out of high school with a 0.6 GPA, 0.6. Like I, it definitely wasn't good. And like, it was also because I gave up after about, I would say like, after freshman year of high school, I gave up because once you get into a situation as big as high school, you know, uh, there's definitely not enough time to focus on the ones who really need the help. And at that point, I should have gotten the help I needed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I just wasn't retaining the information as well as a lot of the other kids were. So I felt really dumb, you know, and 
I think even in a lot of my adulthood now, I've had to tell myself that I'm not, you know, the way I was telling myself I was when I was a kid, I'm just like, I perceive and I have a different kind of knowledge than a lot of people do, you know? Um, so I definitely felt like I knew I didn't want to go to college at a really young age. Mm -hmm. I knew the first thing I wanted to do was to get a job as soon as I possibly could and start making money. My, like, all I could think about, like, when people would ask me, like, my counselors and everybody in high school, they would ask me why I wasn't applying myself. I asked them, why aren't you paying me? <laughs> I used to say that. They, they used to, and, and, you know, a lot of them, it would get a good chuckle out of them, you know, but I would, I'd be like, you know, you send me home with this homework. I mean, I come here and I get bullied all day long and have to deal with the mental trauma of everything that all these kids are doing to me. And then you send me home with homework, you know, and, but I, I feel like I'm already working here and I don't get paid to work, be here for eight hours. And then you want me to go home and still work hours on end and not get paid for it and have no sort of, and you want to tell me that my gratitude is being accomplished and uh, established for when I am an adult. Well, I can tell y'all right now who are listening to this podcast, I can't even think of a single thing that I learned in high school that I apply to my everyday life, period, period. I can't even do basic math and you don't need to, you have a calculator on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't understand the whole concept behind what they were trying to shove down our throats, like calculus, algebra, all that stuff. It is so unnecessary. And I think that school really needs to be changed for the better. Um, to like, you know, and that's a whole different episode. Well, I was about to say, I just want to <laughs> piggyback on your rant about school for a second, like especially yeah. in high school. Yeah. The standardized tests that are like fairly new they're within not even the last the children. They're for the teachers. Well, no, no, no. Well, there's a there's a few different kinds. Like there's a there's one for each state that's like state specific, but they're yeah. all standardized tests, but yeah. they're like they they're the exact same test for everybody. They may have like, you know, slightly different questions and everything. So there's less of a chance, less of a chance of cheating, but it makes just like you were saying, like different people learn different ways, retain information, different ways. And they are acting like this test um, is standardized for everybody, which is completely the, the opposite. I like I I don't know if there's anybody else out there who used to do this and I would love to know if there is because I didn't but I would just fill in I would pick a letter and I would literally just bubble in that letter a bunch of times and then I pick another letter for a different section and I just bubble in that letter. And you got a because, 1 in what what is it 1 in 25? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, "Girl, I might have passed some of them honestly, you know, just doing that." When but like C. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I always say. Exactly. <laughs> Doubt you see. Or you yeah. know, like bubble in some shapes, like make a smiley face, yeah. like a star, and then a heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So knowing that you know mm -hmm. high school didn't work out, I knew college probably wasn't going to work out. So obviously, seeing moving in with my girlfriend and us potentially having a life outside of school uh, was, you know, the best idea for me. So yeah. you know, maybe you know, so starting being an adult for me like happened because of you know my ex having to move for school actually though i mean she had a college experience so we moved to grand junction because of that mm -hmm. um so after i think about six months of saving up working at noodles and company i never stopped working i literally had split shifts i would go in at 10 work till two i would have a three hour break and then i'd work from five till ten and i did that six days a week uh 
until I got enough money. Me and Haley put the deposit down on like this little tiny 200 square foot studio, <laughs> Main Street Grand Junction. I think we probably put down like 2000, maybe 1800 uh-huh. for deposit for our first apartment. Um, we actually, the whole scenario, how it happened was kind of intricate because at the time when we were trying to apply for our first apartment in Grand Junction, um, we were in Hawaii. So we were having to lease an apartment halfway across the country. And this was our first time ever getting an apartment. So having to do it out of state was definitely a treat. Um, but we got it figured out. We were so, so excited and so amped. As soon as we got home from Hawaii, um, we went to her parents' house in Littleton and they drove us and all of our stuff to Grand Junction for us to finally set out and live on our own. That was in the middle of, it was de- it was in the middle of July. Oh my God, no, not in the middle. It was the beginning of July because the second day we lived in Grand Junction, it was the 4th of July. We had, oh my God, I can't even, we had nothing in our house. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We had nothing but a bunch of miscellaneous items, and uh, we had a pull-out bed. It was a loft, and underneath of it, it was a futon that pulled into a couch. Um, because our apartment at the time that we had just gotten, it was extremely small. As I said, 200 mm-hmm. square foot. You're fitting a bathroom, a kitchen, a laundry room, everything in that tiny space. So you could imagine what that looks like. <laughs> uh, so anything we had and everything we had was definitely compactable um so you know Haley was going to school but she was still working full-time and I was working only full-time uh it was definitely I'm not gonna lie it was rough you know as a kid you have this idea and you have this extra confidence that you know like you've always made it through your life so you don't think that anything traumatic or nothing so dramatic could bring you down Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you realize as soon as you get into your first apartment and me and Haley were paying at the time $850 a month to stay in that 200 square foot apartment on Main Street, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that was the first time we had, that's just the first time we ever did anything like that. I never really had to pay for my phone bill. My friends have always done that, you know? Mm-hmm. So this was like, I just really dove head into just being an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely not great on the relationship, but... Oh, I can um, imagine. Yeah, but we definitely were working our asses off very early. I think we didn't realize just how much of a chunk we bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as you were saying, Chris, like, you get, you, you're so excited to be on your own. So, like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, I will do this. And I'll work however long I want to, you know? <coughs> and it's not about wanting to, you realize. <laughs> Once you get that first bill and... You know, your paychecks, both of your paychecks for the month barely cover it. And then you're like, wow, what am I going to eat? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of when it settled in for the first time. Yeah. For sure, for me at least. Um, I mean, at Benji's house. Oh. How was your first? Yeah, how, yeah, let's talk about like the first rent payment we got and like the feelings that it was like getting that that first bill where it was like, okay, this is adulthood, <laughs> you know, welcome. Oh, um, at my cousin's house. I mean, it, he, he, I mean, I think he had a pretty good job. He was making, it was him and his girlfriend living there and they had a spare bedroom that I just went ahead and moved into. 
um, uh, my cousin was only uh, making me pay like three hundred dollars a month. So from each paycheck, it was literally one hundred and fifty dollars. At the time, I was lucky ass. I know, <laughs> no, I was so grateful, and it was, it was easy, um, easier than it could have been at least. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I was working. I don't think I was working like a full forty hours, but I was working like <laughs> damn near 30, 35. It it kind of depended. Say, Forty, you were pretty close. Yeah, I was. I was really close. But Carla, our boss, sorry, bleep that out. She relied on <laughs> she relied on you a lot out of because me, you, and Logan all worked there. And yeah. I'd say out of the three of us, she contacted me the most because she knew that I could get a hold of you both. But she contacted you the most for work purposes because she knew she could rely on you. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh my gosh, do you remember that time working at the hotel where there was like two weeks straight where for some reason my alarms literally would not wake me up? Oh my and god, you had yeah, to I drive to my house day. and wake me up. Jesus. That's some true best friend moments right there, okay? If it I didn't tell you, I wouldn't have done that. I was literally thinking about that this morning in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I kind of forgot about that to be completely honest. That's funny. Oh god, I don't think I ever could. Carla, oh my god. After like the she fourth day, she had a, I know. She had a big long talk with me. And I was like, and she was like, so I don't know what's going on, but like, are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, no, I'm fine. I literally I'm a heavy ass sleeper. I don't know I don't know what to tell you. Hire somebody to just but go I'm to my house and wake me up every morning. Oh man. I can't help it. Hey, but you got there. That's what matters. You got the dough. I got there, you and got she never fired me. So that's cool. Okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, my, my first time paying rent was not, it was not bad. It was not really bad any time. No gut-wrenching, you know. No gut-wrenching. No, what am I going to eat this month? No. I feel that. Well, <laughs> and my cousin also had, like, the fridge stocked most of the time, and I wouldn't eat all of his food, but I would, like, be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, have some of this. <laughs> what were you saying, Derry? Uh oh, I was gonna talk about I was just gonna say that my my first experience with rent was nothing. Nothing nothing. I moved in with my boyfriend because I uh I had broke my leg, so I was on workers' comp, so I was making no oh money. God. So his family let me live there. And like rehabilitate my leg essentially for free, which was super super <laughs> cool. And after I only had to pay two hundred dollars a month to basically for the whole house. Like we basically yeah. had the whole house essentially. So my first experience with rent was really really good. I'm the situation I'm in now is a very adult experience though, which makes me very excited. Yeah. It's like on the books, like with the credit people. Okay, it's official. With the credit, <laughs> <laughs> it's connected to me now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do we want to talk about like? I don't know. Is it dumb to talk about like what we've learned in our like? I think that's a fantastic idea. Okay. Do you want to go ahead and start us off then? Yeah, I will go first. Okay. I think I'm talking. Okay. What we've learned and struggles we face. Like, I think that would definitely be really helpful for other people. You know, just like maybe because I'm thinking about viewers, like maybe like I'm thinking about viewers that we don't have, but like 
I'm talking about people who are listening, like kids who haven't gotten their first apartment and like what it's like. And some of the things that like, you know, you just aren't expecting to hit you because mm-hmm. you know, your parents and like everyone in your family, your entire life tells you like, Oh, life throws you curveballs and Oh, life, this life, that, you know, but they don't actually tell you what it, what the curveballs are. Like, what are some of the things that life is really going to throw at you when you go out mm-hmm. on your own for the first time? I yeah. think that's definitely All something right. you should know. All right, go for it. Um. Okay, so I feel like personally, my biggest struggle was my finances. I, let me tell you, Chris can attest to this. I sucked at saving money. I was so bad at saving money. As fast as I got it, it was gone. On what? I have no idea. I spent $800 one time from my 18th birthday, I think, on games. And yep. like food, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was like cash. So I I have no idea what I spent it on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think financially I have grown. I know how to save. I still don't invest yet i'm not that much of an adult at this point in my life but i'm getting there (laughs) but i feel like i okay here's a good example i switched bank accounts right i had a bank account from when i was a kid that i opened years and years and years ago and i had overdrew from it i was not a very good standing with them to be completely honest and it was just a really bad situation that i was in and it was because i was so young and i just i had a debit card and i i abused it and it kind of bit me in the butt so i closed that bank account down and i opened a brand new one and i opened a savings account and i did it with my boyfriend and it was a very it was a very big moment for me, I feel like. Because that was one yeah. of those moments yeah. that it's like a staple. It's like, okay, this is like an adult bank account. Like, I I am actually, like, you, I was responsible for the last one, but I opened it when I was, like, 15, right? My mom yeah. still had access to it up until, like, two years prior to that. So I didn't yeah. understand the responsibility that I was holding, you know? Oh. Uh. But, yeah. Uh, financially and also... It might sound like selfish a little bit, but self-care is another really big one. Oh yeah. Like self-care is such like mentally, physically everything. Everything about you is important to make sure that it's in good standing. Your skin, your hydration, you know, your health, everything. Mm-hmm. So if something is off, you know, your body's gonna tell you, but you know, that's part of it. You grow up and you realize maybe eating McDonald's four times a day. Right. <laughs> it kind of hurts my stomach after a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're growing. You need real food. <laughs> but just stuff like that. I feel like I it feel like it's common sense things, but for me it was just big things that I'm just like, wow, I really finally did it. Mm-hmm. Like when I when me and Brian moved into the place that or me and my boyfriend Brian, I don't know. I can say his name on the podcast, I don't care. <laughs> when we moved into the place that we're in right now, 
it was a really big step for both of us because we weren't neither we weren't living with family at all like i wasn't living with my family and we weren't living with his family anymore this was a totally different situation we were moving in with our friends but it was still you know we have an actual land we have a landlord now we have bills that we have to pay we have electricity you know we have all this and that which is something that we didn't have before yeah so it's just like those milestones that you kind of learn from as you go, which are really yeah. important. Like it's like it's like Jack was talking about and like getting your first apartment. There's so many things that you expect out of the first for everything. Your first yeah. apartment, your first couch, your first, you know, this and that. And you expect yeah. so much from it and you expect it to be so great. And then sometimes it's just not what you imagined it would be. And it sucks. But Absolutely. you get through it and you learn from it and you grow. And then when you do get to the point where you dreamt you would be in the beginning, it's a dream. It really Absolutely. is. Couldn't agree more. That's why we hype our friends every day. Mm-hmm. No matter how small the steps are. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And that was my TED Talk. Thanks. all right do you want to talk about something that you've learned growing up something that nobody ever will something (laughs) more like all the things (laughs) i don't know i definitely think i had life kind of hit me in the face pretty hard uh pretty quick you know like regardless of how long you're with somebody you never especially when you're young and you're moving into your first apartment, like, I think the first lesson I learned was like, never, ever, 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 ever move someone, move somewhere because of someone or like, and like, no matter how established you think your relationship is as a 16 year old child or 18 year old teenager, I don't care how established you guys think you are. Do not move out together and try and like make, some crazy adjustment readjustment i feel like owning an apartment for the first time is definitely something you need to do alone uh i think it's just like really important at least like not even just an apartment but at least living on your own for the first few months and learning what it's like it's almost essential to be by yourself because you know that's culture shock and to have two people being so shocked at the same time it's not good on the relationship, period. Just because people, all people handle all situations differently. True. And I think that that was definitely one of the first big, huge problems that I kept running into uh, when I first moved out on my own was I, we never, like me and my significant other never stopped fighting. It seemed like, um, you know, there were really good times absolutely because we were young and we were able to like be on our own and you know there were nights where we would just walk down main street and it was so good but i literally can't remember at least five days a week where we weren't fighting Mm -hmm. like about something about bills about being stressed um i felt like it was just never ending and um so yeah that definitely was one of the first struggles i had to deal with was like not necessarily being mentally prepared for what it was going to be like to have to go through that with somebody else as well Mm -hmm. you know i'm having to deal with their emotions and their shock just as much as mine you know i didn't know how to handle that um and i've also been a very independent and stubbornly independent person if that makes any sort of sense so that's definitely another sort of struggle i've come to deal with as an adult um (laughs) I 
luckily and thankfully have a lot of support. I have a lot of safety nets. I have my parents, you know, I wouldn't, we're not rich, but we're, you know, we're well off. Like, you know, if anything bad were to happen, my parents always have my back. I'm never worried about it. Um, you know, and if not, you know, my family, you know, I always have a safety net and I always have had that. But when I first started, you know, I didn't, I didn't want that. And even as a teenager, I never wanted that. I always wanted all my money and everything that I have to be mine. It was mine. So my parents could never throw it in my face, you know, or take my, what was mine. Um, so it was really hard for me learning to bite my pride you know, when my rent would come and I mean, what was I making? Maybe like $500 every two weeks, maybe a thousand dollars a month. My rent was eight fifty. I mean, I had to eat. Mm -hmm. Haley was paying for school, so she couldn't pay for a lot of rent. I think she was paying half rent though. Mm -hmm. I don't want to cut her short. So I'm pretty sure she was, but still both of us were struggling. I mean, when I met you, I was basically anorexic. Mm -hmm. Like I did not eat. I like me and Haley never ate. The only time we ate was because of the jobs that we worked that were food service. That was the only food, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was hard, you know, getting that third bill and being like, we can't do this. And what do we do? Because we don't, you know, you're so paranoid. You're like, you know, you go to your parents asking them for money. You know, exactly the first thing out of their mouth is going to be come home. Or, you know, this is too much. You made this decision too fast. You're too young. Why did you do this? You know, all the things parents are prone to say at a decision like that when you're coming to them for money. You know? Um, However, you know, thankfully, I didn't have to run into many of those questions. You know, my parents were very willing to help. They knew how important my freedom was for me. Um, However, it definitely took multiple months and it was super hard to be able to bite my pride, you know, and just ask for money when I needed help. And I think that's also extremely important for a lot of people to know that like, even if you don't have the system, like your parents or like your family, like there's other support systems out there to help you, whether it be from the government and, or just people out there in general, there's GoFundMe now, there's all different kinds of things to do. I feel like get money um, if you need the support. And there's so many people out there who want to help people, you know, especially struggling kids on their own who don't really have, there's a lot of kids, not like us, not like the three of us. All, All three of us have chosen to move and just be free because we wanted to. There are a lot, a lot, you know, I don't want to say too much, but I'm not going to say that Haley's living situation, my ex, it was definitely not great. And not as good as mine. Haley was not leaving her house for the same reasons we were leaving our houses. <coughs> you know, there are people out there who need to get out. It's not about wanting. It's, I'm 18 and it's like time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Abusive relationships with your parents, whether, whatever that be. You know, abusive families, period, regardless. So, you know, we are definitely really lucky in that kind of aspect. But Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I love to go off of routes, but <laughs> if that was a big struggle, having to ask people for help. So, you know, I you, you totally need to do, agree with don't that. be afraid. Don't be afraid. And don't be afraid to apply for the food stamps. Don't be afraid to ask for the help. Like, 
Yes, yes, yes. I have yes. never, ever, ever, don't think you're any less just for doing those things. You actually need help. There are people out there who genuinely do use and mooch off of the government, but that is not you. When you are in that situation, you're stuck. I mean, talking about, like, asking for help again, even Pride, remember, you know, let's let's flash forward to two years of living in my studio. Obviously, since the relationship at the beginning was so rocky, it did not last long. We broke up. Um, but then I met Chris, um, and I remember at the beginning, remember the beginning of our relationship before you uh, moved in with me. Um, it wasn't necessarily about biting my pride in this moment. I wasn't asking him or you for money. It was just, I was in a really sticky situation at the time. Uh, I only had $600 to pay rent. My rent was at the time because every time you renew a lease for an apartment, any apartment, it is going to be raised. Your rent will be raised. And so my rent went from 850 to 925. I had $600. There was no way. There was just no way. And uh, at the time I thought I was about to lose my job. My boss was really mad at me for being late to a shift and she was blowing up my phone, uh, freaking out at me. She contacted me on every social media I had on Instagram, like Snapchat. She called me, she texted me, she everythinged me. She went on Facebook Messenger and so she was freaking out. I was so mortified. You know, mortified I was losing my job, my only source of income. At the time, I only had $600 to pay rent. So it's like, great. I have no money to pay rent and I'm about to lose my job. So it's not like I could pay rent. And, you know, so I kind of had like a breakdown with you. Remember? I do in my room. Yeah. And I was like, after having to do that alone when Haley moved out, because Haley, Haley did not fulfill her lease. Haley did not continue to pay half the rent like she was supposed to. And I didn't want to hold that to her, especially just because of how toxic the re relationship had already be become. Right. I wanted her to be able to just kind of detach and just be able to do her and not have to worry about me. Um, so I was paying all the rent by myself. Um, and it got, you know, I was exhausted. I was hungry. I was everything. I mean, so I just broke down. Uh, and, you know, you, you, you know, you, moved in with me, but that was by no means what I wanted out of the situation. It's just like your whole sense of pride that you have in high school and you have in like middle school and elementary school, all that is stripped from you almost within a year of owning your first apartment. Absolutely. Period. Sure. And I would say, you know, that's a long way to say that pride is one of the biggest struggles I've had is just being able to bite that down. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, you know, um, but, and yeah, money and constantly stressing about how you're going to pay rent and like not even thinking about eating. I think that's also a really big thing. It's like, I forgot about eating. I literally like, I like, like grocery shop. We've talked about this grocery shopping when we were in <laughs> literally sounded like a rich person thing. It like, I literally, we, me and Chris had conversations where I was like, how do people grocery? Like, that sounds like a luxury. Having food in my fridge when I was 18 to 21 years old sounded like a luxury. Mm -hmm. Babe, what did we have in my fridge? I think I had a, a, I can literally see it now. I had a 30 pound bag of rice. <laughs> I had a container of vegan miso soup paste that was in my fridge that I had forever. 
that because I wanted to make miso soup, but then realized the ingredients in it and never made miso soup. <laughs> and just let it sit there. And I think I had like soy sauce and condiments, but that was it. Like I had no food. My fridge was always empty. Like, you know, and it's just weird. I never thought of I was so broke. I almost forgot that food was important or in a necessity. Mm. It seemed out of reach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, well, I can't even pay rent this month. What makes me think I'm going to eat? I feel that. But I would definitely say all these things that were struggles that I'm bringing up were all major events that liberated me to learn a lot of things, like a lot of things about myself um, and about what it means to actually be an adult, not just the idea of adulting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that we love to use so often. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, I could talk for hours and maybe even days, you know, about the struggles that I learned right. and went through. Just mm-hmm. within two years of owning my first apartment, it was it w- never ending. It, mm-hmm. And that's what I would like to say to people who are growing up young and starting their life the way that we may have, you know, like do not expect it, perfection right off. Uh, the expect the unexpected. Exactly. Expect the unexpected to happen and constantly. And I mean constantly. Expect every day you wake up to be a new hurdle. And that is just what it's like to grow up. And it's it's the smallest things. It's the weirdest, tiniest I was, things. Yeah, I was about to say, it's the things that you've never, never even heard before. And they're just, you're just like, this is a thing? How is this a thing? This and doesn't it, even seem legal. Literally. What is this? And it's, yeah, exactly. And also, I would say, let's bring up one of the biggest struggles of just being a kid. Of, like, not a kid, but... I, I feel like I'm a kid and I'm 23 years old, you know, like there's a lot of growing for me to still even do, you know? Right. I feel, yeah, exactly. Like as a teenager, like so many people will take advantage of you. Businesses, everywhere you go, apartment, leasing officers, uh, real estate officers, uh, landlords, all of them, they will take advantage of you. You are young. You are naive. You do not know And this sounds, I know I sound like your parent right now, right? It sounds disgusting, (laughs) but it is just genuinely the psychotic truth of it all is that we don't know and they use that to their advantage. I cannot describe to you how much sleazy shit my first landlords got away with because I genuinely just didn't understand the complexity of what my freedoms were and my rights were when I was paying for that apartment. I could have sued that property management company so quick off of the things they were doing to me because I was a naive teenager. Read your, read your leases. All of those things that seem so long and you don't want to read, read them. And no, that is also part of growing up is reading fine print. Read the fine print always. Mm-hmm. It sounds so boring and so dumb and trust me it is. But when they try to screw you over, you have that on them and they cannot do anything to stop you from that. Yep. Screenshot everything, every email, every PDF, every document, every payment, everything, every tiny thing. You 
Keep receipts. You learn to microanalyze everything. Mm -hmm. Which is a good thing, but also can be a bad thing. <laughs> it's very stressful, <laughs> for sure. Yes. But, but, I don't know. That's along, definitely some of the struggles I've, I've, I've gone through. Along with the struggles come all the good things that come after you get through the struggles, though, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, and you're really in the struggle. Like the good times with it's, your friends, the trips that you get to take, the moments yes. you get to enjoy. Absolutely. It really is. And it isn't, it really isn't until you grow up that you realize that it's those little moments that really matter the most, you know? Mm -hmm. My favorite freaking moments, and that I reflect on all the time, is being in that little 200 square foot apartment and my heart broken, you know, broken, you know, after Haley and I had broken up, I just remember my favorite memories were being broke and at three in the morning, champagne drunk, having my girls come over, you know, they would call me up, they'd be like, how are you doing BB? And I'd be like, Ooh. and they'd come and they'd bring Taco Bell and we'd sit up until like 6 a.m. talking and eating cheesy quesadillas and Baja Blast, you know, and just like talking and getting drunk. And like, you know, just like Jordan says, my good friend who's a poet, she says beauty in the struggle. She says it all the time. And I think and I love that quote. I think she's so amazing for thinking of something like that. Like, it is just so true. Like mm -hmm. growing up is just that there's like. You will struggle, but there is so much beauty in between all of that, and you have to cherish it. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Absolutely. So, Chris. Um, so tell us about your struggles and overcoming. So my struggle isn't. I mean, I I had one, and Jack totally hit the nail on the head with it. Um, but. Another struggle that... You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> Beat me to the punch is all. Um, uh, something that definitely took some learning and was a struggle was learning about credit and credit cards and just literally not knowing anything about it. And then all of a sudden, uh, we were in we were in a situation where... Jack and I like literally did not have uh we were in Ohio and I was making like $400 a paycheck. It was terrible. By the way, minimum wage in Ohio is like $8. <laughs> yeah. So that sucks. Even in 2020. Really? Yes. Yes. Holy yes. Yes. $8. $8. Oh, and a speeding ticket, anything above 5 miles per hour is $400. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, so like it's right around five miles per hour to fifteen miles per hour is like a four hundred dollar ticket, and then thirty miles per hour, or I mean fifteen miles per hour to thirty miles per hour is double it, so eight hundred. Oh my so, god! Whole different system. It's like living in a different country. Anyways, the worst kind of country. You the don't worst want to live. kind of country. You don't want to live in Ohio, and if you're listening to this from Ohio, girl, move. sorry. Girl move. Girl move. We're talking about adulting, okay? You know what? That and, and that's definitely something that I would say uh we learned a lot from. I'm yeah, not absolutely. trying to cut you off. No, go for it. Learning, you know, what you've learned, but it just hit me on the head like moving across country is definitely a very adult thing. 
that happened to us. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I mean, that was insane. You know, you make, like, I felt like it was just, we made the decision just because you don't really know. Like, you you have to make jumps, you have to make leaps in life, you know? <coughs> and Stephanie, your, your mom brought up a really good, you know, point, you know, just be uncomfortable. You know, she was like, be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Do the things that make you uncomfortable. And we're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, it was, the idea of it was, both of us were struggling, obviously, as I was saying prior, you know, when you're living in an apartment, even after you came in, I mean, obviously, the whole breakdown moment ended in Chris moving in with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we were both still struggling, you know, it was actually Chris's first time living in an apartment, um, paying more than like 300, not being with a family member. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we were making on our own. We were both struggling and we both decided that we were looking at places in Michigan and in Ohio because I had family there and it's just cheaper. We could get a two bedroom, one bath apartment for like $800, $600 in Ohio. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, and then we'd be able to save. That was kind of our idea. We didn't know how different all the systems were though. We didn't do a lot yeah. of research, which is... <clears throat> A learning curve. Yeah, we learned. And so some advice: yeah. if you plan on moving somewhere, make sure to research. do in-depth government research. Like go on their government page, like yes. the stateofohio.org.com. All states have different different Everything. laws, different regulations. Some of them are so whack. Vaping, anything, mm -hmm. anything you do has very, very, very different stipulations. Yes, like in Ohio, I use you know, a different form of ID that a lot of other people do. Um, I use my passport. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> like, I don't know what, that's not a big deal. Um, and I don't prefer to use my actual ID. I just use my passport. It's always on me. Um, I know it sounds silly, but that's just what is. Um, and in Ohio, you have to use your ID. Like they have to scan it to be able to buy any sort of anything. If you're past the age of, if like, if it has an age restriction on it, you have to have an ID to scan. To yes. Be able to, period. Yeah, but um, yeah, just different different rules and regulations. Make sure to just look into more than just the basic housing. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. We neither of us had any idea that minimum wage was that low until no. I applied for got a few a job. jobs. Yeah, until I got a got job. A job. And I was like, oh, my checks are so low. Like, why? Why? Um, looking at how much I make, I was like, I like, I literally, my first instinct was like, I don't think that's legal. Like, because back in Colorado, minimum wage at the time was, I think, like $11 or something, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, and, but I looked it up and I was like, wow, look at that. That kind of sucks. But yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, back to what I was saying before. <laughs> um, Jack and I did not have the money. I don't remember what we needed to pay for, but it was a big payment that uh, neither of us could afford, and it was something big. And um, I needed to get a credit card so we could pay for it. I don't remember what it was. I'm really trying to remember, but it was it was something pretty monumental. And the only the only way out was to get 
like a credit card. Um, so I got one. We got it all paid. Or yeah, we got whatever the problem was. We got it fixed. Started making payments and. And well, then the pandemic hit, and I got trapped even, us. Yeah, I completely got completely trapped us. Completely trapped us in Ohio because um, we both got furloughed. Yeah, you got you got cut, yep. and then I mean, at the time I was working for IKEA, you were working for Pet Palace. And mm. we loved, yeah, I mean, it's just business. Um, but yeah, and uh, shortly after Chris got laid off, I got laid off furloughed from Ikea. I was probably being, I was being paid for a month of mm -hmm. furlough. After that, we were three months of no jobs stuck in my parents' basement. Yep. Because uh, that's where we were. For those of us who don't know, what is furlough? Furlough? A furlough <laughs> is just another term for being laid off. Laid off until further notice. Yeah, furlough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I had my job guaranteed back to me at Ikea. No matter how long the pandemic was going to last, whether it be three months to a year, I had my job guaranteed back to me at Ikea. So I wasn't technically, like, laid off. Laid off is kind of, diff like, there's, there's, there's different terms for everything. I don't know for sure what's what. But right. I know furloughed is a different term because I wasn't whatever everybody else was. Yeah. Also, because mine was paid leave for a moment. Like, for a whole month of the pandemic, it was paid time off. It was, like, paid leave from work. I was getting fully paid for full weeks of work. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it wasn't my fault that people can't freaking wash their hands. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what. During the during the pandemic, having a nearly, a nearly empty credit card is a dangerous thing. Near, dangerous near, thing nearly wait, wait, that's the problem is you start what? spending it on things you can't even remember you mean like nearly like maxed out uh no like nearly empty, empty as like there's as much as you can spend on yeah it. yeah so i think whatever it was it was something in like the hundreds of dollars so like 300 400 whatever it was that we had to do it was it was around that amount mm -hmm. and my credit limit was you know something over like a little over a thousand um so i completely was spending money i didn't have my credit was like this is the first time i had any um dabbling in my credit i want to say like this is the first time um anything i did manipulated my credit right um so as you can imagine didn't go great i'm doing better on it now but it was it was definitely it was a tough lesson to learn all all about that like wow like only only spending money that i like i know it seems silly to think about but only spending I, that's money. a good point though i had the same situation happen to me but instead of a credit card a i couldn't pay for my insurance so then they yeah. went to a debt collector which then affected my credit mm -hmm. so i understand that yeah but yeah just a. Credit karma's free. <laughs> Always check it. Yeah. And you it'll can just sign up. Yeah, literally <laughs> sign up with your social security. It'll tell you, it'll literally, it's it's pretty um user-friendly. It'll tell you like how to fix your credit. It'll tell you why your credit's a certain way. Um but yes, that's that's my little struggle that 
you know, I'm still working through, not all the way through yet. It'll it'll be a little while. But I think one thing I definitely want to add is that like kind of off topic though, is that okay? Go for it. Kind of random. (laughs) But like just how like okay, you have this false like perceived notion, okay, when you're a kid and like a teenager. That like and that like our parents like they have it together you know what i'm saying like they have all this money or like they're so well off like how did they get that way blah blah blah, blah. and you think that there's you're constantly thinking that there's a point in your life in which you're going to be established you know like your parents or whatever and i think you expect that from like a really young age mm-hmm. you know and it's definitely something that even still now we're accruing you know i definitely feel a lot more comfortable now in our apartment here mm-hmm. paying even though it's more money than we've ever paid before more bills but yet we have food in our fridge you have this idea that you're going to eventually get to this point where you're stable and not stressed about money or bills or what you're going to do and i think that never really happens you just eventually like you learn how to manage it better yeah you get this skin this tough skin where like the curveballs that life throws at you every day no longer become so life traumatizing yeah you're able to you're just able to problem solve it's like you know adulting no longer becomes adulting after you know i would say about three or three or more years after owning an apartment yeah because i wouldn't say that our experience has gotten any easier oh no at all i mean our our rent now is 1200 we're paying utilities we're we're paying for way more than we were like we're paying for wi-fi Mm -hmm. you know and animals we're paying to eat and we eat every night you know there's not a night that we, we eat multiple times a day times now. A day now yeah and that <laughs> was and i know that sounds crazy but it's like there was times where it was like oh my god maybe we ate three times a week yeah we would literally we would boil up a big a big freaking pot of pasta and we'd use butter and garlic yeah and literally just the eat. sauce i ate pasta raw pasta like chips like not like raw pasta, but like, I mean, like I would cook the pasta and like eat it like a bag of chips because we didn't oh, have snacks. I thought you ate the crunchy noodles and I was like, Jess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I was like, I didn't clarify. You the scalding hot water afterwards and make noodles in your belly? No. I, at least I was warming it. No, they were cooked. But I was, yeah, that was like all the food we had was noodles and rice. And it was like, I mean, I remember making this, like, you know, my invention of ramen because I hate ramen. I hate soup ramen. It drives me crazy. But if you cook the noodles, drain the sauce, I mean, drain the water, and then you put the noodles, I, like, made this concoction where I, like, put the noodles inside a frying pan with soy sauce and garlic, and I, like, would mix it up and put sriracha and, like, an egg in it, and, like, boom, that was, like, my gourmet dish. I think it was, like, maybe, like, girl, eggs at the store is a dollar and fifty cents. You can get them even cheaper. You can get egg you can get a twelve pack of eggs at the dollar store. My girls, just so you know. That's true. Um, and at almost every gas station. Yeah. <laughs> cheap, cheap. Um and yeah, and ramen's twenty five cents. What? Less than that, like a pack? Mm-hmm. So girl, yeah. you got yourself a dollar fifty meal right there. Yep. Soy sauce. Girl, don't act like you ain't got no soy sauce in your fridge. That's the shit that <laughs> somehow never runs out. You always have it. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> of soy sauce you got when you had Chinese last time, I'm telling you, that's enough. You don't need a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't got sriracha. Use some ketchup. It's just a little sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little sweeter. <laughs> Sriracha's oh just God. spicy ketchup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but definitely more, even more off topic, you know, but like still, yeah. Never like go into having an apartment with this notion that you're ever going to be oh, like so stable and finally understand how it's going to be. Like it's constantly going to be different. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're constantly just, growing, constantly yeah. changing, constantly evolving. We evolve to get comfortable with the changes though. That's right. the thing. It's like the changes no longer become a stressful kind of thing. They become very exciting. Like, like you know, moving cr- across country for us was very exhilarating i feel like mm-hmm. and moving home was very liberating like oh, yeah. knowing like you just don't know what you have until it's gone you know and leaving and being like wow colorado was just so much better than what this could ever try to be mm-hmm. ever. and you know being able to come home it's been very spiritual i think for the both of us mm-hmm. um being back home and just appreciating the beauty and just this is just, we know this is where we're meant to be. And that feels comfortable on on its own. And so fighting for that and, you know, the stress about the bills and whatever, it honestly doesn't feel as significant as how happy as we feel right now Mm -hmm. in the position that we're in. I know that sounds so weird. And And you definitely, yeah, you definitely learn to appreciate the little things too. Because there aren't a lot of good big things that necessarily happen. You know, when you have the to start. The big things are bad, usually. <laughs> yeah. I've got like the big things that happen in life after you turn 20 aren't fun, big things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the fucking truth. Like, it's just not like, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, your car just shit out on you. And now you have to pay $1,800 for a new used car. And it's now going to, you know, like $400 a month, you know, and up. A, a, up against your already $1,200 rent payment and, oh, you're paying insurance on your car too. Oh, okay. You know? And like, it's like, that's big news, you know? And like, but like, you know, small things like going to Boulder Mm -hmm. for three hours, you know, driving an hour from Colorado Springs to Boulder to go just spend a day, Mm -hmm. you know, that may sound so little to somebody, you know, going somewhere to eat birria tacos for the first time. Driving an hour to like eat some tacos and have a fancy drink, you know that might sound boring, but it's when you get older, it's spiritual almost. It yeah. feels so fun, and those are the things that feel like the most freeing. And I think those are the moments <clears throat> that I was craving when I was eighteen, getting my first apartment mm-hmm. was those moments of liberation. But I wasn't getting them because I was constantly being slammed with things that I didn't know how to understand. And now that I know how to understand them at least a little more, it's so much nicer that I guess now I can experience the little things that I wanted to experience then. Mm -hmm. But it would have been pretty cool, you know, (laughs) to have some of those moments incorporated. And they were, but it was definitely, as I was saying, the struggle. I feel like we're struggling a lot less now. Oh, yeah. And we know how to handle the struggle a lot better Mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. Learn pretty crazy, and you know, you learn, you grow, mm-hmm. you change. You don't think you do, but you really do. You change you a do. lot. You mature a like lot. crazy. Yes. Definitely a lot of growing. In the words of my best friend Jordan, beauty in the struggle. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to say. Yep, yeah. Beauty in the struggle. Yep. Well. 
I think we're just about done. So thank you guys for listening to our growing up episode. Um, thank you for having me. It was so great to join. Thank you for coming. It was time. so cool having yeah. you. Yeah. people. I hope everyone enjoyed our our guest star. <laughs> our rantings, our mm. TED talks. Absolutely. And if we could help you out with anything, I I hope I hope we did help you out with something. Mm-hmm. All right. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for finishing this episode of the podcast. We still don't have a schedule, but we will keep on uploading as much as we possibly can. We also have an email. That's theminorities at gmail.com. That's T's, T-E-A-S. Uh, send us your suggestions. And thanks to our email. We need ideas on what to talk about, anything you guys like have questions on. We're kind of open to pretty much anything. Come see us next time for some more minority. This has been Minorities, and we will see you guys later.